Welcome into the Greenlight Pod. Uh, my longtime teammate, eight-year NFL vet, team captain for the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know, do Brock, Michael Brockers, yeah. do you get to keep the C on? Do you, are you eligible to be a captain again after you tried to leave him in LA and go to Baltimore? I, I mean, well, <laughs> I, I mean, that was. I mean, I, they, everybody understood what was what was. It's the, just the business, deal. you know. It's just business at the end of the day, but you know, it all worked out. I know. Back at home, I know. And we talked uh, leading up to everything, and um, kind of unprecedented for a guy. For I mean, for you, obviously, being one place for eight years, it's not. That's not the norm anymore in the NFL, and right. so you're looking down the barrel of essentially free agency and. What are you thinking to yourself? Are you afraid? Are you excited? Um, for me personally, um, you know, I was just, you know, ready for with whatever journey was coming my way. You know, I was, de- I definitely wanted to be at home, but you know, if I had the chance to um, make, you know, some more money and you know, possibly get back to um, a Super Bowl at the same time, I mean, I was gonna just, you know, I was gonna run with that. So, um, you know, at the at that time, you know. Baltimore seemed to be the the best option. Yeah, and I guess Baltimore, you look at the Ravens, they were everybody's kind of darling last year. And you're saying to yourself, if I'm in free agency, shit, I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe heading to Baltimore too. Um, they're going to be damn good. Who? How deep into talks did you guys get from a contract standpoint? I mean, it was, I mean, it was reported that it was a done deal. And, of course, that's the biggest difference between agreed to and sign. Mm-hmm. Um, how far down the road were y'all and what happened? Um, I mean, you know, early on, it, it, it was definitely, um, a bidding war, but I mean, I had a lot of, of teams just because I can do a, a, a lot of things, but you know, early on, it was definitely, you know, Baltimore flex, the Rams and, you know, um, cause I wanted to play that, that five, that four, eye five kind of defensive end position. So, um, you know. Knowing, you know, in Baltimore, you know, from last year and just seeing, you know, everything that they they had and then they added Calais Campbell and I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, there's Jeez. no way, you know, this is going to be this going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, it, you know, at that point, it, it was a done deal. But, you know, going through physicals and, you know, how that works and, you know, being, being a little bit older in the league and they see a couple of things and they think you, you're no good, so. Yeah, wait till you're 33, 34, then they're really just going to, I mean, you could have a fucking hangnail and they just, they'll just cut you. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so, like, how how surreal was that? Because you basically, first off, it's a weird off season, right? I mean, you can't really go visit. I mean, you never went and visited the Ravens, did you? Never, never. No, never and so you can't, like, how do you, how, what were they asking of you? You're like, dude, okay. I'm trying to get my physicals done. They got to take like a local doctor's word for it. They probably want their te- team doctor's eyes on it. Like, how does that go? I mean, it, it kind of went like, you know, you take the, you, you, I did my physical here um, in Houston. Um, and, you know, I, I go to a doctor, they take, you know, x-rays and I did the MRI. Um, they, you know, the doctor ended up sending, send, you know, she sent it to Baltimore and Baltimore doctor gets to look at it. And he's like, uh, you know, um, I'm not a specialist, but you know I'm gonna send it to a guy that I that I tr- truly trust, and he's a third party doctor, you know, um, and he'll just tell me what's up. So I, I guess that doctor told them that I might need something like a surgery or 
something like that, and they were like, oh, you know. This is like Bob Anderson or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who who it was. Some ankles. Yeah, had to, maybe it was Bob Anderson. It's the guy that did my ankle. He's like the ankle mm. specialist. So, like, you're, you're, you're hanging on the other end, and you're waiting on hearing back from that third-party doctor, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, well, they're talking. You know, they, they get all my MRI, they get all this stuff, and, you know, we kind of – you don't don't hear from them, you know. After that, and I guess that that's the process where they were, you know, give you know sending the the MRIs to Anderson or whoever, and you know getting kind of his word for it. So basically, you felt like you were getting ghosted for a second. <laughs> well, for a little bit, because you know, uh, you know, I just got. I mean, I got injured in the last game. You know? Yeah. For me, it's like it sucks. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, and you know, going in my ninth year, I get hurt in the last game. Um, you know, the season is kind of like, you know, they, they get a look at the angle and it's like, oh, man, you, you know, it's, it's all this or all that. I'm like, bro, I didn't play, you know, eight years in the league, bro. So right. I think everybody's ankle's going to look like that or whatever. So, I mean. But I you're healthy. Yeah, I, I feel great, bro. I've been working out the whole time, you know. So, um, you know, it's just going to, you know, it's, it worked out like it was supposed to. And th- and that's the part that it felt like when I texted you afterwards, you seemed to mm-hmm. be not relieved because I, I know it's hard to leave somewhere that you spent eight years. And although you changed, you know, locations geographically, we, the team moved from St. Louis to L.A., so that was a change. But you were wearing the horns mm-hmm. for eight years. And, I mean, right. I, I understand that part of you probably wants to, you know, something to be in one place. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for us, you know, even for my family, you know, with with my wife, you know, she um, just loves and adores our, our nanny and um, you know our, our kids' school. So you know, just just thinking about things like that, you know, having to change schools and you know different people and you know um, your surroundings, you don't know the area. So you kind of when you think about all the aspects of just like normal life, then it's like, oh, okay, like. These are things I do every day that I'm. That's going to have to change. So Faith wasn't necessarily bummed out that you were staying. No, no not at all. <laughs> she was like, she was almost relieved. Like, oh, thank God. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to leave, you know, I don't have to leave my nanny. You know, I could stay in L.A. You know, you know, not, you know, you know, we can have, you know, pretty beautiful weather most of the year. Yeah, that was going to be a major difference. Yeah, yeah. So for her, it's like, oh yeah, it, it was, she was relieved. Well, I, mean, and, I was too. I was too. Don't get yeah. me wrong, man. I'm, I love. I love the Rams. Love LA. Love the atmosphere, the coaches. You know, just you know, just being here. So definitely for me, it was definitely feeling of, man. I, you know, I'm I'm relieved that it, it, I don't have to worry about going nowhere. You know. You mentioned being relieved. Uh, there was one guy by the name of Aaron Donald who was very relieved. How did that feel to make you hear? You know, how did that make you feel to hear um, AD express that relief? Um, I mean, for for me personally, it, it was it was just like, and that's my dog, that's my brother, you know, because you never know how somebody you know really you know feels about you till till they put their you know their own scheme in the game for you, and and I kind of feel I kind of felt like that's what he was doing. Plus, you kind of died problem. and came back. You know, they say they they you never hear anything good about you unless you kick the bucket. You kind of died and came back to life. So I guess it gave AD a chance to think about how nice it was to have that security blanket next to him. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I know he's just comfortable around me. And, you know, I just think the thought of kind of being the, the, the last of the OGs, you know, and being in there by himself and, you know. That's crazy, too. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's bro. crazy yeah. that you guys are old now, especially you. You're old as fuck. You. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just messing around. No, I know. When, I, when, you, no, when you, I remember when you came in. I remember when you came in. I got so I got to play the same draft class. You and Fletch, only a couple picks apart. And got to play with you and then Fletch. And so, I mean, it's just crazy seeing guys that I saw come in the league grow up and now be, you know, the elder statesman, wear the C on your chest and be the guy that when I read about people's quotes about you leaving, it's not just that you're a great player, it's the leadership and that sort of thing in the locker room. And having that AD approval, it made me think, you know, and last summer I got to interview Aaron, and I asked him about some of the most underrated players in the league. He mentioned you off the top. Um, at, you guys are two of the most differently built defensive tackles playing next to each other in the entire league. How are you able to do that with such different skill sets? And is there anything you take from his game, and is there anything he takes from your game? It was like when I used to rush across from Robert Quinn, you know, I could watch Robert Quinn's tape, but I'm not going to do the things Robert Quinn does. You know, right. just physically were different. But there were positives, like when we used to do those fish hook, fish hook rushes, mm-hmm. you know, like I was the power guy, the inside move guy, or right. Will was the power guy. And you remember that yeah. too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where Rob would just go over the top and I'd take the inside move or power. There were things schematically where you could take advantage of the fact that you have different skill sets. Are there, are there situations like that with you guys? How, how much did you have to learn each other? Um, I mean, you know, it, it, it took a little time because at first I was kind of reluctant to um, being a no. You know, I started off at nose top and, you know, we just flip-flop back and forth. You know, he was always a three and I was always a no. So um, I kind of had to, you know, enjoy getting doubled all the time and, and, and just, you know, learn through through all that how to make plays, you know. So because, uh, you know, when it when it comes to it, AD is one of the greatest, greatest deep defensive lineman that, that has touched his grass and agree he's proven it he's proven it year after year after year you know consistently so that's what shows me he's one of the greatest because it's hard to stay good in this league so you know seeing his game just buying in you know buying into like bro he, he's great like what the fuck am i talking about like you know yeah like, he's great like let's let's roll with it bro he's gonna be able to cut the spiel off do his little swim and get in the backfield have tackles for loss and, and I'm just gonna have to roll it. I'm gonna have to. Well, to you, you're square. you're more the type that you're gonna play square and you're gonna play physical, and not that he doesn't play physical, but you're gonna play every block, you know. Right, right. And right, you know right, his right, skill right, set right. is that where he's gonna at times backdoor things and and but th- that's what great players they get the 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 latitude to do that sort of thing. Right. Um, why do you think people are so stupid when he has a double digit year as a defensive tackle? You know, ten, twelve sacks. People are talking about that was a down year for him. It's you know he set that bar so high, man. He set that bar so high. So when you look at you know when you look at those stats compared to what he does, and then compared to everybody else's, they're still the top. You know, like, he's he's, he's got defensive end numbers. Right. He's got Pro Bowl you defensive know? end numbers. That's crazy at three tech, bro. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and I'm watching it, and and for me, it's not like. You know, he just—it just comes to him, bro. He works so hard, bro. Right. He works nonstop all year round. So everything that that he has or that he gets or accolades is because he grinded for him. And, and man, more power to him. And I've learned, you know, so much from him. What's the most violent thing you've ever seen Aaron Donald do on a field, or is there a play that stands out to you? Ooh, were you there when he ripped that face mask off that dude? I know about it. Oh man. I, 
bro, had, did he tell you that story? Did he not? I know this story. Oh, you know this story. So we're in training camp. Um, you know, AD's, AD's like hot. Like, I don't know. Like, he's mad all the time. So On the field. Was, on the field. Just always, always just mad, you know. He, I mean, he's cool, but, like, he has a switch. The switch. It can get, it, it get, it can get flipped, like, super easy. So I'm guessing, like, the young guy, like, grabbed him or, like, was holding him or something. I heard the you young know, guy like, did something a little dirty. Yeah, like pushed him in the back or something. AD re- like reached and grabbed the dude's face mask, bro. And like he, when he pulled back, I was like, damn, he ripped the dude like head off, right? You know. And then I realized it's his face mask, bro. And like, <laughs> the, he was trying to hit the dude with the face mask, and the dude looked so stupid. The dude looked like. <laughs> The dude looked like one of those fucking 1940s football players with no face mask, probably. The helmet was still strapped, bro. Oh. He looked so stupid. He had the chin strap and everything. But that's what you get. Bold strategy. Your first day in prison, you don't go pick a fight with the biggest fucking guy. I I understand that you think that some of these O-linemen think they have that mentality that if they're going to do a bid, the first day they walk in and they got to beat a guy up uh, out in the yard. You don't walk yeah. up to Debo. <laughs> right. That's not what you do. And everybody got an example of how much a beast fucking AD was. And nobody messes with him ever since. How about on the field? Is there one play that made you just say, oh, my God. There's plays for me that just every time, you know, and I've seen him play in person. I played with him. And um, there's plays on TV that I still just my jaw drops. I mean, not right. like violent by violence. I mean, just the way Waff would talk about violence, the violence of his right. hands, his, his, his athleticism, you know, the finishing at the ball. Um, I remember right. watching the new Orleans game this year and y'all got that win. Didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was the game that drew hurt his thumb. And of course, AD hurt, uh, Drew's thumb, leaping at him trying to get the ball um right but there was a sequence right after the announcer was like well aaron donald's been very quiet this year you know he's only got one sack or he doesn't have a sack yet there was a tfl there was a hit you know there was a sack and it all happens in just a flash and then you don't and then he's gonna get slide you know then they're gonna they're gonna leave a back in the backfield they're gonna get creative so you know, he, he has these flurries of plays where I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. I mean, because he, it, it, like, after a while, bro, he intimidates, like, he intimidates so many off the linemen before he even touched the field. It's crazy. Like, you can just see it in their eyes. Like, they like, oh, I got, I got my day's work. Like, I got AD. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a Joe, it's like a Joe Green thing. They, they be beat already. Mm-hmm. Beat already. Mm-hmm. Like, before they even get started, they be beat. They be like, okay, I got to watch out for his speed. Then he fucking power the ass. Then he be like, okay, I got to sit down. Then he go around him. You like, oh, boy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't mix you up by that time. <laughs> yep. So you're coming back. You're going to be lining up to AD before we get off the Ravens thing. Uh, how many, like, welcome to Baltimore tweets did you get? And then what were the tweets you were getting after the news change? You know you know how it go, bro. When the news come out, everybody's like, oh, man, welcome to Baltimore. And then all of a sudden, you know, nobody really hears about, like, you know, physical or, another, you know, the, the middle part. And then all of a sudden I'm back in L.A. And, like, everybody's like, man, 
fuck you anyway. Like, yeah. we, you out. we don't need you, Derek Wolf. We got Derek Wolf. We don't need you. Well, how many people did you say? Did you say goodbye to people? Did you have like tough conversations? Like, I mean, you know, I got a bunch of, you know, you know, calls and texts, man. Like, hey, man, we hate to lose you, you know, stuff like that, bro. You know, all that from the Rams organization and, and, and the fans and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, all the Baltimore, you know, all we got is social media right now. So everybody's going to just get on their social media and, 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 and look up. Oh, something. yeah, that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's in the same living room right now. And actually, the way I learned about it was a day or two ago, I logged on and I saw the Rams uh, account with like a mood and you were in the middle of the GIF or the video. Um, and I'm like, what? What Did they forget right. Brock's in Baltimore? It's one of the more bizarre situations. It just doesn't happen very often. And I would I would venture to guess we should buckle up because it's going to be a weird offseason uh, as far right. as like guys – you know, being able to communicate face to face, getting the physicals. Like, there's guys like Cam Newton who are major dominoes. I mean, major right. dominoes for the rest of the league. And, you know, he may have had his physical in Atlanta, but who's trusting that? You know, as evidenced by your situation, it's like, you know, do they take that doctor's word for it? They have their guys. They want their guys' eyes on it. They want their guys' hands on it. So it's going to be weird. You talked about, you know, um, playing next to AD. You know, having that mentality, um, you guys had last year with Fowler, who's headed to Atlanta, with Littleton leaving for the Raiders. You've got some folks leaving. I felt like for a second there, when the offense was down last year, you guys became a defensive football team for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the Ravens happened. Yeah. And the Ravens were happening to everybody every week. Right. Um, but how has your team changed identities over the past few years? Because from for a second there... You know, it was the greatest show on turf again, mm-hmm. only in L.A., and it was the Kansas City Chiefs game. And then last year, you're winning games by lower scores, tight ball games. The offense is kind of lagging behind a little bit. What's the identity of the Rams right now going into 2020 if we get there? I mean, at this point, you know, we, we kind of, you know, for us, and, you know, thinking about McVay and, you know, the staff is like, we had a and seven you know it's like it's, it was a down year but we we came you know we were on you know we finished positively you know what i'm saying so yeah it wasn't like it, it wasn't like a the years we had back in the right, day right. i mean you guys were above 500 and it was just on this team it was just like uh because of our you know expectations of being great and you know being one of those teams that's always on top you know our nine and seven year felt like a seven and nine four and twelve season because it's like 13 game. And I think that's what it was. So um, I think we're fine, man. I think we got a, a, a lot of place. Um, we just have to get through this, you know, this all this pandemic and this craziness to, you know, get together and really see what the roster looks like. You're coming off a of Super Bowl. You know, you mentioned the 9-7 and seven thing, which felt like 4-12 and 12 for you guys. You know, you, you, you guys get to the, the top of the mountain and you're close and the defense plays very well. Is defending the NFC title or playing in the Super Bowl coming off that hangover really what they say it is? 
And and were there any examples for you in how hard it is to get back up on that horse? I mean, the difference between that year and the Super Bowl year was, you know, man, we had a lot of guys that stayed healthy during the Super Bowl year, man. Our whole team was was playing in uh, all the playoff games and stuff like that. And, man, this year we just got hit with the bug. A lot of key guys on the O-line went down. So especially when you get – when you get that that those guys going down in the old line, man, and you got those communication issues and new guys coming in, new scheme, man, it, it's it's hard. So, um, and you know, at first, you know, we leaned on that. So even coach, you know, mentioned that, you know, at, at first we kind of, you know, defensively, we kind of, I don't want to say we lacked off, but you know, we we, we expected, you know, the, the offense to always score every time they get the ball. We all, they always score. We have to, you know, understand like, man, it ain't gonna be like that all the time. We got to. Uh, make some plays on our own. I think uh, once we realized that, man, it, it turned up. So you lose guys like Clay, you lose uh, Littleton, you lose, um, you know, Fowler in Atlanta, who I really like, um, and then you lose your your uh, nickel as well. It's like Roby. Roby yeah. went to Roby went to uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, we signed him. Yeah. Ah, uh, do you like him? Yes, I love him. He's gonna be good, huh? Like- so Philly, so Philly should be excited about him. Philly should be uh, like praising this guy, bro, because you know for him, for any slot receivers, the guy, quick guys that you know you feel like that are gonna get off on you, he eliminates, and that's what that's what we love. Well, I felt like that's what they've been missing since Patrick Robinson left the uh, Super Bowl year, and that's such an important position. You don't list it like a you know your traditional corner, corner safety, safety. So some people it gets lost in the shuffle. That's one of the most important positions, as you know, because of as how much people are in sub. That's that's huge, right, um, right, and right. and the way Philly's been hurting for stability in the defensive backfield, that's going to be big for them. So are there young guys that are going to step up for you guys that, that people maybe don't know about yet because they haven't seen them play in L.A. For me, it'll, it'll probably be uh, um, we got a guy we got a guy um, named David Long, cornerback. Who I feel, you know, is going to be battling in between that that nickel, you know, position. Um, you know, obviously Troy Hill, when he's healthy, he's on point. Um, I'm trying to see, man. I'm trying to see, man. We got a um, the the guy behind, and I and I hate to, that I don't know my teammates' names. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate that I don't know my teammates' name, but not by their. But you're getting ready to compliment him, so it's okay. That, no, I know that, but I have, you know, you know me, I have a nickname for everybody. So, like, yeah. I'm going to remember your nickname before I remember your name. You What's know? this dude's nickname? T. T. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, man. Hey, listen, you know, all this is is you've been playing, you've played with so many teammates over eight years. You don't realize how many people you've played with. And by the end of my career, uh, there were times where I didn't know everybody's name in the locker room. Right, right, right. But I saw him making plays on the practice field. But yeah, you make you see him in the in the building. You're like, hey, what's good, T? Like, T, hey, what's, what's up, T? What's up, brother? What's up, brother? I'm telling you, like, I come up with a name for everybody. So we'll be looking out for T. Teammates are listening to the pod if they are, and they're saying, is it me or is it somebody else? Do I have a T in my name? Could it be me? Could he be complimenting me? So you've got a new DC next year, a guy uh, by the name of Brandon Staley. He was in Chicago. He's a Vic Fangio guy, as you know. Uh, And you lose Wade Phillips 
Talk about Wade Phillips for me and, and tell me what you know about the new guy. Man, I mean, you know, Wade out of these. I'm going to start with Wade, man. That was my guy. Um, former, you know I mean? Not former, but, you know, he's a Texan like me from Houston. So, um, for me, you know, that obviously, you know, resonated with me then. For, for him, you know, for a guy that has such a great resume, um, you know, he didn't act like it. You know, he came to work every day, showed up, and, and, and really, you know, trusted his players to make plays. You know, he didn't even feel like, you know, it was a scheme that was that was going to win. He felt like his players and putting them in positions to make plays was going to win us the game, and, and that's what he did. And the new guy, what do you know about him? Not much, not much really, man. Um, I met him, you know, while I was uh, – in L.A. still, you know, kind of rehabbing before before um, I left to come back home and, um, you know, talk to him. He sounds like a great guy, but, you know, uh, can't wait to get get up to L.A. and, you know, finally after everything he's done and, and get back to work and truly see, you know, what kind of guy he is. What do you think? Why do you think you've been able to play in so many different schemes and do so many different things? Because most people would look at you and say, OK, like he's not he's not Aaron Donald twitchy. He's not, you know, you're 6'5". You look like a guy that played in the 90s. You know, there's not a lot of guys anymore with your length and power and physicality. You know, nowadays they want the guy that can just hit a gap and that's it. Why do you think you've been able to play in Greg Williams' scheme, which, by the way, was, you know, you had hints of, and that was the first scheme you played in, yeah, or no? I mean, yeah. Blake's scheme. Yep, and then Greg. So you've been able to play in Wade's scheme, Greg's scheme. You did the the attack 4-3 type stuff because you know Mike Waffle, our old coach, yeah. who mm-hmm. I talked to the other day. Um, me and Waffle talk guy. a lot. He's our guy. Um, yeah. But we used to hit gaps. I mean, and we, we played physical. So at the end of the day, like physicality was encouraged, but you had to get off the ball. Why have you been able to adapt so well? Um, I don't know, man. I, I think because I've seen a lot and I've seen so many – different schemes, different blocks, different, you know, so it's not too much um, I haven't seen. So I can react to different things I feel. So when, when I'm out there, you know, and at, at the shade and I feel like, oh, oh, I'm getting reached or I feel like, you know, I'm getting a double, I can react to, you know, going back when I was playing those. And then when, you know, when I'm playing outside and I'm getting, you know, the base blocks and stuff like that, it's, it's a little bit more, you know, easy because you're, you're going against one guy. So, um Man, and, you know, going back to Waffle, bro, you know, he taught us all of the techniques, inside hand placement and all that. And I just, you know, go back to the fundamentals and the basics and, you know, keep those things always in, in, in on my tube belt and just keep it rolling. You mentioned the coaching points. It's funny. Somebody, some UVA guys asked me to work with them the other day, and I'm trying to remember all our drills. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. first step, second step, gang green grass. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember all. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm trying to remember all that stuff. Uh, and I'm thinking of myself sitting there, and I'm like, it was easy to do the drills. It's hard to remember them and coach them. I wanted to hit you on a couple quick hitters. Todd Gurley. What kind of year is he going to have in Atlanta? Man, whatever year. If he touches the ball, man, he he's going he's going to get off, bro. I mean, I just felt like you know last year, man. It was just times where we just. You know, we didn't feed the beast enough, bro. So, yeah. like, I mean, if he, if he touches the rock, bro, he's going to get up. And, you know, I don't know what kind of year. It, it all depends on how, you know, how he runs, bro. Who's the best offensive lineman in the NFC West that people don't talk about? Mm, bro, it's hard to compliment O-Lyman, o- bro. I'm trying to- you and AD are in the same camp. I tried to get AD to do it. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> but you can drop the tough guy shit. Uh... 
Like, I'm going through them all. I know every single one of them. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Not you, not you. Yeah, you can't, you can't, no you can't um, compliment them. 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 Who's the worst <laughs> offensive lineman in the NFC West? <laughs> I'm not like, going to make you do that. No, I, I almost want to just piss his ass off. Piss him I, off. All right. Yeah, uh, what is that? What is this? J.R. Sweezy. Probably. Oh, Sweezy. Yeah, he's. I didn't think. I don't think he's actually. I think he's just dirty. Yeah, he's fucking dirty. I remember when we were in St. Louis, it was like this dude was going to be torpedoing every pile. <laughs> you remember that shit? Yes, dude. <laughs> he was, bro. I'm like. He still does it. Oh, he's still doing it. He's in Arizona, he's like, isn't he? he? Yeah, yeah, he's in Arizona. I mean, if he. If he if the the rest are on him, like he he's gonna calm down, but he'd definitely get a cheap shot on like a young dude for sure. Oh, definitely, he's got to screw loose. How about LA, man? Uh, any celebrities that you've met that knew exactly who you were and you were excited? Uh, you know what? What was dope was uh, I was in the mall one day and DL Hughley was uh was shopping. You know, just he's man. funny as fuck. Like, yeah, bro. I was like, damn, why is he in here? He's a superstar. But um, yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, I just. Something in my spirit just said, hey, say what's up. I was like, hey, what's good, yeah? Uh, keep it up. Keep, keep up the good work, whatever. He's like, bruh, bruh. He was like, no, y'all keep up the good work. I see you on the field. I was like, oh, shit, you know what? <laughs> you, know, so, <laughs> you know, so that, I think that's I was going to say, you probably get a, uh, the Lakers thing some because you're tall. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, in L.A., everybody's tall, everybody's famous or something. So The way somebody, I, I had a buddy that played in a big East Coast market and then went out and played for the Rams and... Mm-hmm. He was kind of like, man, I'd go out to eat and I'd be like, I wish people would talk to me. <laughs> you know, I wish people knew who I was, which is counterintuitive. Right. I, I would, I would love for nobody to know who I was, but uh, I guess you know, football's not the biggest show in town necessarily, and with the new stadium, it could be. So uh, I know you got to be excited about that, and that thing looks pretty sweet, I'm sure, uh, yeah, when you drive bro. by it every day. So. Yeah, I mean, I just can't wait to open it up. I think that was one of my things actually going into free agency. I was thinking about. I was like, bro, it'd be so dope to be able to open up in that stadium and just see how dope it looks and stuff like that. So, definitely uh, happy everything worked out like it did, and um, happy about the stadium too. Do you still think uh, about you know people in St. Louis? I know you know it's it's a tough spot for you because you you're excited to be in L.A. You know you pl- you play for the team, and I never had right. to play in L.A. I know there's a lot of fans there because that reminded me. I used to think about what the new stadium in St. Louis might be and would I still be around playing because they said 2018, 2019, um, or 2020, I believe it was, or whatever it was. That never obviously came to fruition. Do you ever think about those folks? Yeah, man. I mean, just, you know, just thinking about what, you know, my four years, you know, was was in St. Louis and a lot of memories, just thinking about the, the white Christmases and stuff we had, so um yeah definitely man it, it was a it, st louis gave me some good years so yeah we had we had some good all. times man earth city yeah, earth city was good to time. good to us not maybe not so much on the field but yeah. uh you know they yeah, had some supportive right. fans so um sure. anyways man i look forward to watching you again in the horns i'm excited for you uh you know to, to have an opportunity to maybe finish your career at some point with that team uh you have had a great run already i know there's more to come thanks for joining me bud Man, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, brother.